0: Aloha. Welcome to the Emily T. Gale Talk Story Show, and it's also the Say Nice Things About Detroit show today because I'm delighted to be talking with Karen Chappelle from Casablanca Consultants in Detroit, and Karen is the founder of the Detroit Heritage Theater Festival. Karen, thank you for joining me. And thank you so much, Emily. I like to say nice things about Detroit. Well, you know, this Detroit Heritage Theater Festival, I followed it a bit last year and never did I imagine that the person who was the, co-fo- or the founder of it had lived here on the Big Island, Hawaii. We did not know each other, but a mutual friend here said, you've got to know each other. So I'm so delighted that you have such a deep roots in Detroit. I mean, I, I've been following what you've been doing because not knowing that we would, would meet in such a nice um uh, what do I, the synchronicity of how we met to me is very heartwarming.
1: Yes. And
0: I've been listening to some of your interviews on, uh, was it YB2? Yes. At the Green Garage? Yes. YB2C. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful interview, and I love Green Garage because before they even opened years ago when the Urban Consulate opened up on Cass, I got an early tour of Green Garage and following them. So I love when all these uh, relationships happen so organically. and In your Detroit Heritage Theater Festival, what you're doing is fantastic. It's coming up in May. Let's get into that first, and then I'll get into why it's so hard for me to meet you. But with some of your interviews, I heard you talking about when you were a child growing up in Detroit, and yes. you you were involved in theater because of Detroit Parks and Recs. Yeah. That's where your love of theater came from. You've had an amazing career. Went back to school in the arts. I mean, your son is an actor, he's in the, in the play Hamilton. We, you know, just give us some overview of that, and then we'll get right into the Heritage Festival. We can talk about that and get that out there first.
1: Okay, well, you summed it up quite well. And during the summer, and, and when I, I did live in Detroit, grew up in Detroit, there was a summer program uh, with Parks and Recreation, Detroit Parks and Rec. And my mother who was a, a stay-at-home mom, which wasn't at all too uncommon in the 60s, had had myself and my two brothers out at the park, and uh, we would do a play, I think, in six weeks. I think it was two weeks to, to put it together, two weeks to rehearse it, and then we did it for two weeks. And we just did it in a tent outside and pick up the tent and move to another park. And I, I remember there were three people. I remember Shirley Harbin was the one in, in, in charge of drama, and there was a woman for dance, and there was another gentleman in charge of overseeing all the logistics. But uh, I think that's where my early love for theater came in. And uh, and then in the winter, when it was cold, uh, they were they would take a few of the kids and go around to the retirement homes and convalescent centers, and we would perform like a 10-minute version or a 20-minute act from one of the plays. And uh, it was very heartwarming to see the faces of the individuals there. They would always light up and they would see this group of energetic young kids come in and do a play for them. So I believe that's where all of that came from. And yes, you're right, I moved away. I had a whole career in the law and then at retirement uh, went back and got a degree in arts management, which was fairly new kind of a career at that time but uh and we learned in that uh, masters program at Claremont Graduate University about how the arts is always the driving force and a very a big player at the table in cities that are coming back from any kind of financial or bankruptcy or the plight that Detroit had been suffering we studied how the arts Uh, uh, We're a model of that in Philadelphia, in Pittsburgh, in Boston, St. Louis, and also it starts at the riverfront in a lot of those cities. So when I moved back to Detroit and I saw the vibrancy in the arts community and what was happening downtown and midtown and at the riverfront, Emily, I just got all excited. Here I was in Detroit, back home in a city that I hadn't lived in since '76 is when I left, and now to come back and see it completely transformed is a conversation that my mother and I had had. Uh, how many? How many times did we have this conversation about Detroit? Will be back. Detroit will be back. She always. She died. She left this planet believing it would come back. And somehow I've kind of taken that on as part of our mission and, and with this festival.
0: Well, how, you know, the thing about it is you've just taken all of what was your personal experience and you've integrated into the Detroit Heritage Theater Festival, reaching out to youth, yeah. and not just adults, but it seems like the core of what you're doing is about reaching out to to the youth, you know, with your... Your 10-minute plays, your, you know, the monologues. Let's let's go through kind of the different things that you're doing Well, and and, Okay, I I will. And I've spent a lot of time this week
1: in high schools, in the performing arts high schools. And these talented young kids are unbelievable. I saw Midsummer Night's Dream at the Detroit School of Arts. Then yesterday, we had our uh, competition tryouts and workshops for the world premiere of the Dominique Mariso monologue competition. Then we went over to the NAACP, the Detroit chapter, which was hosting their, uh, ACTSO competition, which is their academic and art and technology and oratory and everything. And boy, did I see some great kids, uh, yesterday. And that's all in preparation for day two of the festival, which is a 10 minute play festival of plays about Detroit. And that date would be,
0: what would that date be? That's
1: going to be May the 18th. Our festival okay. is May 17th, 18th, and 19th opening, we open at the main library and we're calling that uh, Tus- uh, Tuskegee Airmen Day. It's a combination of a career day and then a brief play about the Tuskegee Airmen. And uh, this is such a cool event because there are only 11 remaining Tuskegee Airmen left alive, and five of them live in the Detroit area. So in a festival that's all about Detroit, to have a play written about these men is so incredible. And uh, they're a, uh, what they call America's original top guns. So they will be on site to receive um, certificates from the mayor and other uh, city officials and State Representative Leslie Love will also be in attendance. And then what that I night- like
0: about that that Tuskegee Airman, because
1: uh-huh.
0: you got you have the play right. Yes. Yes. Be, yeah, okay. Was I heard you on an interview? Was that you sought that out? You you yes. saw the play? Is that what happened? You saw it yes. somewhere, and you thought I thought you were. Yeah, go ahead. I love
1: the story. I, I was on the NAACP committee in Los Angeles for the Beverly Hills Hollywood, and this was a play that was presented, what I saw in Los Angeles, way back in the early 2000s, okay? And then uh, when my son went to Broadway, he, you know, he's at the Richard Rogers Theater, which is right there on 42nd and 7th, right? and then in Hamilton. In Hamilton. And then yes. right across the street, down, down one block. That's the t- I, I passed, and I said, "Black Angels over Tuskegee." I wonder if that's the same play. Walked in, and doggone if it wasn't. I talked to, I watched the play again and called up a bunch of friends, and I talked to the director and writer and playwright, Leon Gray, and I said, Leon, uh, how do you feel about coming to Detroit and bringing this play? He says, we'd love to come to Detroit. He says, I'd love to. We'll stay in touch. And that was back in 2015-16. And then uh, I tried to bring it last year, and uh, everything just didn't line up, uh, you know, like it should have. And so here we are. I'm so excited about bringing it. So, yes, I saw it in Los Angeles then New York, and now finally it's a reality coming, coming to Detroit for one night only at the Charles Wright H. Wright Museum. And also, okay, can you believe the timing on this, Emily? The um, Tuskegee Airmen National Museum is now presently in residence at the Charles Wright Museum, and they have a new exhibit that's opening at the same time as this play that we're presenting to, to, as part of our festival.
0: So a note about that: I heard that gentleman also was on an interview that you were on. I think it was the was the IB2 or somebody. I've heard several. Yeah, of them. him talking and making that announcement. I yes, that was, that was exciting. But I think what's really important uh, for me, what I have really responded to with the uh, we're talking with Karen Chappelle and Karen is the the founder of the Detroit. Heritage Theater Festival and I'm flipping back and forth to the different pages. I saw how you went to all those places yesterday, your postings in that act group. (laughs) What a a wonderful facility that is. I've seen some wonderful things come out of there. But It's the way that you're just digging in there and the way that you're you're weaving in this tapestry of, uh, you know, even last year when you went and you had one of your plays down at the Players and, yes. you know, people that have a history in theater, I don't have a history in theater, but I first followed how it's had it weaved into Detroit, you know, whether it's, you know, you can think Fisher, Neither, Landers, right down to the to the Matrix Theater, to, yep. you know, the yep. Mosaic Theater, to all, yep. the, to the, now what you're doing and, and how you're utilizing the Detroit Public Library and, yeah. and, and places for your things. So let's just Go so through the date of it is Detroit Heritage Theater Festival. It's on May May seventeenth, okay. May seventeenth,
1: and and that will be opening night is at the Players Club, and and we open with a a play by Pearl Klee called the Nakarima Society, and that uh, that that play oh my God that play is going to be amazing so that's Friday night. Saturday all day at the Detroit Public Library. We have the 10-Minute okay. Festival of Plays and we also have the Dominique Mariso monologue competition. And both of those things take place at the Detroit Main Public Library in the Explorer's Room. And so we'll basically be at the library from 10 o'clock that day until 6 o'clock that evening. It is and it's all, complimentary? All free, all free. Yeah and wow. uh and they and the library is so accommodating and supportive and setting up a special exhibit about the playwrights that are being utilized in the festival and all the information about the Tuskegee Airmen it's just such a warm See, this is what I love about theater is how collaborative it is. It bridges, like with the Tuskegee Airmen in this, this is the blending of arts and sciences, right? And it's just, it's just so overwhelming for me to think about how everybody is, the alchemy of everyone's energy is creating such a product.
0: You know. Well, it takes people who who believe in that, you know, and know mm-hmm. that that's uh, the glass half full or half empty, you know. That's true. <laughs> just that's keep, true. You just keep weaving, and, and that's what's so wonderful about it. Is I keep watching you. So then, uh, the, the all day Saturday, that's great because people can come in or out according to whatever time they have or spend all day or whatever. Exactly. Detroit, Detroit Public Library. I mean, this isn't unique to them. They know how to make these presentations. They know how to make you comfortable when you go see something. The Detroit Public Library and boy they've been doing some great ones recently and I'm sure this would be a wonderful one so that would be on Saturday the 18th then Yes, that's on
1: Saturday, the 18th. And we have developed a really, oh, and I got to tell you this. One of my professors that taught me at Claremont Graduate University, Kamala Tate, has been following me just like you on, on my social media and so forth. And her big thing that she was teaching is all on data, 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 measuring community engagement, measuring your audience. Who is your audience? What is the message? And so she has reached out to me since I've been here, and now she's actually going to attend the festival. And she has designed a an evaluation tool that is in real time that we can use for the youngsters that are attending the play, because this is going to be elementary school kids, high school kids, all these different kids. And then they can, where you, normally you tell them to take their phone and turn it off. In this case, take your phone and turn it on. And they can do feedback and send a question directly to one of the people on stage. Is that cool? Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And
0: take those videos and post them or whatever. That's right. That's <laughs> right? right. That's exactly All right. It, you know, it's a, it's a tool that can be used in very positive ways. So it's Karen Chappelle we're talking to, and we're talking about the Detroit Heritage Theater Festival on May 17th, 18th, and 19th, so all day at the library, Detroit Public Library, Burton Library, right next door to Detroit Historical Museum, across the street from the DIA, the Cultural Center, the (laughs) Charles Wright Museum,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, uh, African Museum, and uh, then on Sunday, uh, that's the Tuskegee Airmen, or is it Saturday night? No, this
1: is going to be Sunday and this is okay. at noon at the library. First there's at the at the Wright Museum. First there's a meet and greet with the airmen and taking photographs and viewing the new exhibit that will be I think being unveiled that weekend. And uh, then there's the whole the we have presentation and then the play and then a slight reception afterwards and that closes out the festival. And so it, in the course of the festival, we have attempted to blend the arts and the science, this edutainment, and that we're hoping that our audience does learn something new about Detroit, something new about a playwright, and we're entertained at the same time. And then we'll be able to measure so that we can uh, change and adapt and enforce those areas that were significant to the, to the audience for next time around.
0: And, you know, the monologues you're having uh, oh, yes. in terms of, yeah, let's talk a little bit about about her work and, and being okay. a Detroiter. It's been showcased all over the country, and, and you're, you know, bringing some attention to it. Oh, my God, yes. When I first came back, you know, I was always
1: inspired by the work of August Wilson, and he, he was a prominent playwright that uh, wrote one play for each decade in the 20th century about his hometown of Pittsburgh, and then he passed away at the age of 50. I thought when I came home to Detroit and I started reading and learning more about the history of Detroit that I hadn't been familiar with before, I thought, wow, I'm so surprised that no one has written a series of plays about Detroit the way August Wilson has. So I just started doing research. I went to the library. I went online and started Googling who's the most famous playwright from Detroit, who's written about Detroit, and that's how I found Dominique. And, you know, you live here in Detroit, Emily. Everybody seems to know everybody. When you say Dominique Marisol they say, oh, I know her mom. Oh, wasn't she a dancer? Everyone seemed to know her. And uh, I, I became familiar with her work because she had already written Detroit 67, which had just been produced at the public theater, Detroit Public Theater. Uh, then currently she was right. The Skeleton Crew was then the next one that was uh, produced over there, Paradise Blue. We saw at the Signature Theater in New York, and now she has a Broadway musical about the Temptations, Ain't Too Proud. Uh, She has another uh, play, The Confederates, that's up at Signature Theater. Skeleton Crew is playing in Cincinnati. We're producing uh, Giselle the Gazelle. She's such a prominent, prolific writer, and she writes, in the voices of people from Detroit that don't have a way to amplify their own voices. And I love her message to the kids and the young artists. And she told them to use their art as a weapon in the world to make their, their corner of the world a better place. And to think of art as a tool, as your resource for your voice, I thought was a very powerful message. And so we like to amplify her work. And so whereas across the country there are a number of uh, uh, monologue competitions devoted to the work of August Wilson, as yet there have been none for Dominique Mariso. So we thought this is her hometown. It's only fitting that it should, it would, it should start here. And so uh, she was thrilled, of course, with the idea. She was thrilled last year when we named her as the Detroit Heritage Playwright, once and for all and uh, that title is hers and uh, so we're just excited she's young she's vibrant energetic and she uh, her writing is profound it speaks to all the important social and political issues that are facing our community today and she just I don't know she just keeps getting better and better and for her to be the one to write the book for a Broadway musical is something that is quite unusual so we just want to inspire our young people with pride in their, in their place and pride in their work and pride in, you know, the people that have come from here that they're following in their footsteps.
0: And those monologues will be at the Detroit Public Library on the Saturday? Yes, they will. Okay. And, you know, no better way to say nice things about Detroit than to tell the <laughs> stories about the people in That's Detroit. That's right. You know, you're telling hers, I'm telling yours, we all tell each other. It's the most wonderful way I always felt that, you know, our own personal stories about Detroiters or our own experience is a wonderful way to say nice things about Detroit. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's Karen Chappelle we're talking with. It's the Detroit Heritage Theater Festival, May 17th, 18th, and 19th. We're going to talk with Karen more between now and then. But in the meantime, I would suggest you'll go to CasablancaDetroit.com, and you can... uh, you know, get a good look at what Karen's doing or Karen's Facebook page at Karen Casablanca Chappelle or Detroit, uh, how do I do here? Detroit
1: Karen's Heritage Theater Festival, Theater Festival. Festival page. That, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect.
0: And okay, so Karen, I'm glad we caught each other kind of spur of the moment. Because we just really like catch up with each other. But this is a good start. <laughs>
1: yeah thank you, uh, thank meanwhile, you, thank, there's
0: thank nothing, you. nothing more. we you know the best thing we can all do for each other is to continue continue to be mutually supportive and and share what we're each doing. i'm I'm just so aware of how many people have the creativity. I've learned a lot about Detroit theater history. Um, by watching what you're doing, but I learned a lot from <laughs> so many in Detroit. I could, uh-huh. I'm so inspired by how much I'm learning by all the storytellers in Detroit because you're doing so many wonderful things. So Me thanks too. so much, Karen Chappelle. Thank you. Detroit Heritage Theater Festival May 17th, 18th, and 19th. It is, uh, I'm Emily T. Gale. It's the Emily T. Gale Talk Story Show and also uh, Say Nice Things About Detroit. You can find other shows at iTunes. Of course, you can subscribe. And thank Thanks, everyone, for listening. Aloha. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Emily.
1: Okay. Ahoy-ho. Ahoy-ho.